I am Dan Albano with the Orange County Register at OCVarsity.com, and I'm joined once again by Steve Carrera, the boys and girls, varsity water polo coach at Orange Lutheran. Coach, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing well, Dan. Thanks a lot, and uh, thanks for having me again on the podcast. Looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, I want to thank uh, all the listeners that uh, the uh, the more and more that seem to be uh, jumping on and giving us a listen, all the water polo fans out there. We know you're out there, and we appreciate you joining us uh, to listen to our podcast. Coming off uh, some great energy from the Battle of the Bay, Coach, I took that in on Saturday night. It's pretty amazing. I think you uh, actually had a pretty good prediction, I heard, uh, as uh, I was reminded, I should say, by one of our listeners who uh, gave you credit for calling that as a close match. That was your prediction on last week's podcast. I'll have to go back and listen to it a little bit closer, but I think he... uh, is correct. You uh, predicted that would be a close game, and it ended up being a seven-six victory for Crow Del Mar on Saturday. Do you do you remember that prediction, Coach? I, I do, and I mean, I think it's uh, you know anybody who's been around uh, water polo like yourself um, would have predicted that it was going to be a close game. Maybe not as close as it actually was, with Newport Harbor having an opportunity to tie it with, I believe, ten seconds left in the game, uh, an unfortunate miss. Uh, on a five-meter penalty shot, but, you know, when your team is young and hungry, um, you know, those types of misses don't have such a uh, strong, such a negative impact on your program that actually is a positive, uh, knowing that they can play with some of the best teams, including some of the teams that um, beat uh, rivals in their own league. So, you know, heading into uh, the week where league is starting, for a lot of these schools, Newport comes right away against Huntington Beach, and uh, having that confidence, knowing that you know they were able to keep it close against CDM, will hopefully give. Well, I mean, not hopefully. It doesn't really matter to me, but um, you know, I mean, hopefully that they are just primed and ready for a good game in the Sunset League, and that's historically been a great league. Yeah. Well, before we. Uh preview some of the games to watch this week, and there's some more great action to watch this week. I was real, I, my, my takeaways is I was really impressed with Newport Harbor's progress. They're very young. Uh, they've gotten some of their players back, but they really seem to make – they've really committed to the youth, youth uh, movement at Newport Harbor. I thought it, I thought it was pretty telling. Um, you know, who, had, who Ross Sinclair, the, the Newport Harbor coach, had uh, shoot that penalty shot. He – he went with one of their very promising-looking uh, junior lefties, Cole Boston. That was the pick to shoot that, and it was an excellent uh, pick. He seems to be a very out. He seems to be their best shooter. They went with him. Um, and I think they're progressing. They played with a lot of poise. They played very good defense. It was a low-scoring game, and I also uh, was impressed by Crow Del Mar. They were very composed. Um, I thought they uh, they showed some better composure. They used. All their timeouts, they saved three of their timeouts for the last two or three minutes of the game. And I think that was very telling that how Crow Del Mar's comfort level, being on the road, that was impressive. And they're going to have to have that and they play some bigger games. And I, I was impressed with what I saw with that from Del Mar. And I was also very impressed with their goalie, Matt Moran. Um, had nine saves in the game, but I think even better than some of the saves he made was his passing was absolutely sensational passing. Fed the counter, had some really spot-on passes. Uh, I think he's a junior. This kid's a legit goalie. I know he's been in the ODP program, but he he 
uh, came away uh, impressing me quite a bit with his passing and his nine saves. But any uh, reactions to those uh, comments, Coach? Yeah, well, I mean, I would just say that, um, you know, like I said last week, you know, whenever Battle of the Bay comes around, boys or girls, everything gets thrown out the window and um, the rankings get thrown out the window. But I would say that I think most of us uh, coaches are, are have been thinking and have been talking, saying, hey, you know, I mean, you, you don't want to play a Newport um, in, in a situation where it's a must win, you know, because it's always going to be a tough game uh, against Newport, just the program in general. Um, and I would say that, as we head into this league, uh, into league, and then getting into the playoffs, don't be surprised if there's a second round matchup there with uh, Newport and CDM, which would just be quite an amazing quarterfinal run, uh, quarterfinal game. So these teams are definitely going to match up again, and um, you know. But right now, it's it's can they maintain the momentum that they've built over September? Uh, that's really what it comes down to now because you could throw everything out the window. We're heading into league, and for for most of us, it's really four to five games that really matter right now uh, in the month of October. So, um, you know, we're all coaches are hoping that they've worked the kinks out, uh, gotten everybody primed and ready. And, um, you know, I, I know that there's a lot of big games in the first week of league season. So, you know, I, I think it, the, the water polo is going to become, it's going to be very, very exciting. And it's, it's really nice to see some of these leagues um, playing on different days. You know, I mean, you have Sunset on Wednesday, Pacific Coast on Tuesday and Thursday. You have Trinity on Thursday. And that gives a, a, nice, a nice way for fans uh, to go out and support. Excellent. Well, let's jump into a couple of these league games to watch this week. League is definitely the focus right now. Got one of the biggest league games coming up of the year. It's going to be on Thursday. It involves Orange Lutheran. Lancers open the Sun, the uh, Trinity League, Division One League in the Trinity League. They open up against defending champion Modern Day, multiple-time defending league champions, uh, league champions in the Trinity League. Monarchs, this game is going to be at Santiago Canyon College Thursday, 4 o'clock. Modern Day uh, really hasn't. Uh, they actually on tomorrow on Tuesday recording this. We're recording this on Monday night. Tomorrow they're going to tune up for this match by playing host to uh, Long Beach Wilson. Lancers uh, tuned up on Saturday with a solid victory over Agura. Coach, what's your thoughts on this game? It's number one in Orange County against number six. Uh, Lancers have been a, a little quiet at times this year, but I got to believe that uh, this is obviously. A peak, a peak game, really, for both teams. This, uh, this could be for the Trinity League title right right out of the gate. Yeah, I mean, you know, we are um, putting uh, the appropriate amount of stock into this game. You know, we know it's a big game for us, um, and Modern Day knows it's a big game for them. I think that, obviously, you know, just like every other uh, opponent of Modern Day, turnovers and easy goals are going to be the um, the calling card here. Um, you know, the team that turns the ball over the most and, and that that other team turns it into goals is, is going to win. And right now, Modern Day is uh, playing some suffocating defense. They press really hard. But they also showed a lot of versatility on defense against Loyola, 
they weren't just in a straight press in the South Coast final. They they went into a drop. They went into multiple drop, um, and their six on five was really really strong. So um, they they seem to be firing on all cylinders, and um, they have a player coming um, who's going to be eligible now in uh, Wyatt Benson, who's going to create some more matchup issues for teams. Um, and then we have a player coming back, Hunnis Dalbay, uh, who's, um, you know, he'll, his first game back will be against Modern Day. So, um, you know, both teams, I think, are are playing well right now. And, um, you know, we just, we're obviously the underdog. You know, we don't mind that role, but, um, you know, Modern Day, uh, it's not a rivalry until someone beats Modern Day. So um, they've they've had our number the last couple of years. But, um, you know, we're starting to make a run and we're starting to, to look a little bit stronger. So we'll see what happens on Thursday. I mean, um, ultimately for a four-year, fourth-year program at Orange Lutheran, our goal is to just continue on the rise, continue to make the playoffs, continue to compete and, and play against the best. So um, that's what we're doing. And um, I'm sort of bummed we don't have a game. You know, I, I'm, I'm glad we got the game against Agora. Um but obviously, Hunnis was not there. He was not eligible at that at that point. So, you know, we're we're just gonna see what happens on Thursday. We feel good. We feel confident, and just as Modern Day probably does as well. Yes. Well, it would be a great game. I'm gonna be there. I'll be putting out updates on my Twitter account, OC Varsity Guy. If you don't follow me, I certainly uh, will welcome uh, any followers to that. And Coach. Uh, is there any kind of streaming going on for fans that they should know about? You know, I, I really wish there was. Um, you know, CIF is really, and this isn't a knock on CIF. I understand, you know, they're, they're a business and they have to make sure that everyone is being treated appropriately. Um, you know, they're charging a fee per game this year, and I think they did last year as well, unless you have a um, TV network at your school, for example, for example, Harvard Westlake has, you know, their Harvard Westlake TV. And so then they're not charging. But if someone is just going to stream a game, um, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be, a, there's a fee to that. And so um, when you start adding those fees up, it just makes it really difficult, you know, coming out of pocket and trying to pay for that to stream. Otherwise, I'd stream every game. You know, I mean, I wanted to stream Battle of the Bay. I would have streamed Battle of the Bay 100%. That's a, that's a game that, you know, fans of Newport and CDM go to those games, student body, alumni. But fans of water polo may not be able to make it out, but they want to see the game, you know. And um, it's just unfortunate that we're not able to do it for free. It, 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 there's a fee. So, um, you know. At this point, right now, we just can't afford that. I got gotcha. you. Well, I didn't know how that worked uh, with the uh, TV uh, situation with the, the school uh, network. So, thanks for the insight on that. Yep. You know, uh, working uh, a little bit uh, on some other leagues this week. Uh, let's take a look at on Wednesday. The Sunset League is going to be uh, holding their first uh, weekly sh- uh, showcase event. Um, one of the games that intrigues me is the six oh five game at Newport Harbor Hall. All three games will be played at Newport Harbor in the Sunset League, which, uh, just like the Trinity League, is a Division One league. But I kind of got my eye on this Edison-Los Alamitos game at 6.05. Edison played at the Villa Park Classic over the weekend, pulled the upset. They knocked off a Orange County-ranked team, and that would be Edison. 
Um, so they beat, uh, excuse me, uh, Edison defeated Capistrano Valley. So that was a nice victory for Edison. I think this could be an intriguing game because one of these teams, this could be the battle for third place. If you think it's going to, the Sunset League is going to come down to Newport Harbor and Huntington Beach. This Edison Low Sal game could be for third place. And I also have my eye on Found Valley in this league as a potential third place dark horse. The uh, Barons open up against Newport Harbor. That's the 5 o'clock game. And last game is going to be Huntington Beach against Marina. But what do you think about Edison Low Sal, coach? Well, I mean, I, I definitely think that Edison's playing well right now. I mean, um, you know, Diggy Riley is a great coach. And if you give him an opportunity to scout team, your, you know, the opposing team and come up with a game plan, you know, his teams usually execute. And, you know, there, there has been a talent discrepancy between, you know, Edison and some of the other Sunset League schools over the last couple of years. But, you know, Diggy maximizes the the players that he has on his team and um, you know I think they're always a threat in the Sunset League I mean look at what happened last year I mean they they rocked the entire league and turned it into a uh, you know a coin flip and and playoff and all this other stuff and so you know um, I, I would not look past Edison not not at all because they can easily sneak in and I, I wouldn't even just say that um, they're a third place team. I mean, I, if I was Newport, I would be really worried about uh, Edison as well because, you know, the thing about having a young team is inconsistency. And you can have a great game against CDM, you know, the number three or four team, and then struggle against a team that is uh, maybe inferior talent wise just because they're looking past them and the other team is super fired up. So. You know, I mean, I think that league is uh, really competitive, and I definitely think, you know, if I had to make a, you know, if I had to take a guess, I would say it's going to be HB Newport. Um, but, you know, you never know how Edison sneaks in there, especially how they run that showcase type of um, league where everybody can watch everyone else. You know, you can see what's happening week in and week out. And I think, you know, I love that format. I love how they do that, but. You know, it, it obviously makes it a lot easier to scout games when you're there already. So, um, yeah. you know, I think that's a it's a very cool idea. I, I've always liked that. But, um, you know, Diggy is definitely a guy that is going to have his teams ready. Yeah, I think they do this showcase uh, format. Uh, I think one of the large part they do it is, one, they want to get, well, there's a few reasons they do it, because they want to attract more fans, more parents can come to the evening games. Mm-hmm. They can spotlight it, play underneath the lights, kind of make it a bigger deal and more of a, a special or unique uh, uh, experience for the players as well. Um, they get to be in, in the spotlight. And then they, then they also try to attract um, a good facility. Uh, these pools are very crowded at times. And they try to get the, uh, the best officials they can do, which uh, leads me to coach. I want to, you know, since we have you here, I wanted to ask you as well, uh, what you think about the freeway league is kind of went to a new format. Uh, freeway league's in Division Four. Uh, it's got a lot of the North County schools. Uh, actually, they're all from the Fullerton uh, Union High School district. Schools like um, Troy and Sunny Hills, Sonora, La Habra, Buena Park, um, and I'm probably missing one other school. Um, Fullerton. Um, but what they're doing this year is that they went to a single round for, format. Gonna, everyone's going to play one round. They used to play everybody played each other twice. They had a double round. 
But now they just have a single round. And another unique factor uh, the Freeway League is doing is that they're rotating, for the most part, uh, to, they play, uh, they're playing Wednesday night, so they move the games tonight as well, and they're moving their sites from, from member schools, uh, pretty much kind of rotating it throughout the league. There are a couple leagues there, uh, a couple schools in the league that their pools are down right now, like Sunny Hills and Troy. Their pools are down for repairs or getting new pools. But they're rotating around the existing other members. And then at the end of the uh, league, after everyone's played each other one time, then they're going to play a playoff, and they're going to determine their playoff seedings with a playoff. And I was wondering what you thought of this format. And the contrast is that there used to be a double round where they ended up playing uh, 10 league games with the six teams in the league. But what do you think about this format, Coach? Well, I mean, I think first I have to say that I don't agree with the double round league. Um, I think that that's not good. And the reason for that is because, just look at a team like Corona Del Mar. They have dominated their league for, I mean, forever. <laughs> they've, they've won league however many years in a row. Some of the scores are so lopsided, you know, 20 to 1, 20 to 2, uh, you know, scores like that. And then to have to go into that game twice is, you know, it doesn't really do anything for either team. And then on top of that, you lose a game. You know, for those fans who don't know, you only have you only have twenty play dates, um, and a tournament counts as two play dates. So, um, you know, that takes away potential matchups. You know, between CDM and any uh, another maybe good school that can't get on the schedule because they have to play these league games. So. I think it's an intriguing way of formatting it, but if that tournament at the end of the league counts as one of their tournaments, you know, you're only allowed to have three tournaments, I don't, I don't like it. Um, I think it's a great, I think it's a cool idea, but only if it doesn't take away the, the three tournaments that you can play in, that you're allowed to play in. Because, you know, teams you know, in, in this league, they need to be playing in some tournaments against other different, you know, against different opponents to get better, to develop. That's just my opinion. Of course, that's not, that's not fact. That's just what yeah. I think. But, um, you know, I think, you know, the Trinity League, for example, I feel like we have a, a, an advantage because not only are we in a really strong league, but we also have the flexibility of playing a bunch of different non-league opponents in October. And um, I think that helps with heading into the playoffs. You know, we get to play, you know, in October, and I'm just using Olu as an example. In October, we're playing Huntington Beach. We're playing Harvard-Westlake. And then at the same time, we're playing Modern Day, Santa Margarita, you know, Jay Sarah. So that's, that's a, quite a variety of talent that you're playing against. And I think that that helps um, my team more than playing the same team over. And then not to be too... Uh, long-winded, but the other thing is, let's just say there's an upset on Thursday. You know, let's just say, uh, you know, a team that's not supposed to beat another team beats that team. Well, the chances of that happening twice <laughs> are slim to none. So you almost take away the excitement of an upset in a double-round league. Um, so, 
you know, I mean, that that's just my thought. I, I will say that there's been an instance in, um, I remember when I was coaching at Northwood High School where we had to do a, you know, instead of a coin flip or anything like that, we actually played. And the loser of that game had to play another game back to back. And uh, the winner of that second game was third place. You know, that that's obviously super exciting. You know, that's, that's obviously really, really right. exciting situation. But, you know, you know, the chances of an upset in some of these leagues is, is so slim that it, it doesn't make sense uh, to me to, you know, take away games from these teams. Yeah. Well, I can, and I can, I can offer some insight uh, for what the three-way league doing. Um, they don't call it a tournament, so it doesn't count as a uh, tournament. They, that's why they, call, they use it. The language really is specific that they, it's a playoff, a league playoff. So it doesn't hurt their tournament, helps them actually get some more games. And I think they're, they're uh, trying to attract more fans and trying to make it more of a showcase and, and, and build it into an event where you have um, all the schools there, more fans, more, um, more schools represented. In, and I think it's a good idea. I think the only thing that I would love to see them do is try to get to a, a – pool, a big water pool, like Fullerton College, if they could do it, yeah. Independence Park, maybe a little bit bigger pool, um, but try to get to a, a bigger water uh, pool. This week, I believe they're playing at La Habra. Um, they're going to be playing at Buena Park, I believe, playing at some small pools, and, and, and no offense, I think it's, it'd be that if they could pull it off, and maybe, uh, maybe next year or, or the year after, it might take a little time to develop it, but if they could do this at a big water facility, yeah, that would be great. Um, but I know pool space could be tough. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's sort of the that same argument of just, you know, uh, wh- why play the same teams over and over and over again? Um, you know, but right. le- league is important. I mean, there's no league is the you know is super important, and um, you know I could see why they're doing it, but I do agree with you. If you're going to have a showcase, you know, at like what Newport and Sunset, the Sunset League is doing, you know, having those games at Newport. Uh, I believe they have it at Newport, right? I mean, they have in the past. Yeah, Newport so, Harbor. You know, I mean, that's the best facility in the league. You know, I know HB has a great pool, but, you know, Newport probably is the best for the fans and for everybody else. So um, if they can do that, that, that's great. You know, give them big water. But, you know, I, I think it would be, I think it might be time for CIF to come up with just a standard league process for every league I I don't I don't see why they allow leagues to figure it out for themselves you know every league has a different tie-breaking system you know every league has a different format I mean to me it seems like it should just be streamlined and 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 go from there because I'll tell you from my perspective when I started Olu you know calling coaches up and saying hey you know can I get a game can I get a game most of these coaches in double round leagues are saying, I'm sorry, I, I only have five non-league games to play. Or, you know what I mean? That, that's all they have. So, you know, to drop somebody to pick somebody else up, is just it just doesn't happen very often. So that's, you know, I'm obviously looking at it from a different perspective. Um, so not to disagree with it or say it's wrong. I, I'm just giving you one point of view. I see. Yeah, I might be easier for some people to follow it as well. Yeah. Um, what happens is in CIF, you really think about it, it's, they, they run the playoffs. They run the championships. 
and they have rules that they enforce, like on eligibility, and and um, you know they they promote you know uh, you know playing sportsmanship with honor and and their character development and um, transfer rules and eligibility rules and you know fairness rules. But for the most part, they you know when it comes to setting the rules, you know on matches, it's going to be more with the playoffs. Yeah. Hey, um, but coach, as we wrap up here, you mentioned a couple players. We'll we'll touch on really briefly as we're going to wrap up. We're going to talk about another big tournament this weekend. But um, you mentioned a couple of players that are going to be eligible uh, this week. You know, there's some players that have done the sit out period uh, for the transfer period. You mentioned you're you're uh, more, I guess, more of a utility player. I would say, uh, Hannes uh, Dabé, as I would probably describe him as a utility. You might disagree with me, but there's a attacker coming to uh, Newport Harbor, uh, Connor Turbo. Uh, Lindenstadt, a player you're pretty familiar with because you played uh, his team in the JL Finals. Yeah. Uh, yep. Northwood uh, faced uh, Turnbow Lindenstadt. Uh, his team was uh, San Diego Shore, I believe. No, Del Mar. Del, yeah, Del Mar. Yep. And then you mentioned Wyatt Benson. But uh, these are three pretty significant players, Coach, uh, coming to three teams ranked in Orange County. Hannes, Connor Turnbow Lindenstadt, and we mentioned Wyatt Benson at Modern Day. Um, they've missed some games, it's, which is tough. Uh, when you miss, you know, uh, about 10 to 12 games, they've missed some, a lot of action, but they didn't miss at all. But it is pretty significant when you have to sit out uh, periods of your time, um, especially, um, well, especially if you're a junior or senior, yeah, it's pretty, it's, it can be pretty devastating to lose time. Um, but, you know, for example, your player, Hannes, is only a sophomore, so, uh, got to play varsity as a freshman, so yeah. might not, 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 probably not too detrimental to him. Well, I mean, I think anytime you're missing games, you're just, you know, you're messing with the chemistry. You're messing with uh, a lot of different aspects how you're going to run plays. I think it, it uh, self doubt creeps into um, other players' minds. You know, like what's going to happen when this guy comes back? You know. Um, so you, you get a lot of different dynamics and these are, ex, you know, just ex, personal experiences that, that I've had is just, you know, trying to figure out what the lineup is going to be like when every player is eligible and ready to go. Um, but, you know, Hunnis is, uh, he's a phenomenal player as, as are the other two. They're, they're both going to be very, um, helpful to their teams and, you know, I think for, for Orange Lutheran in particular, um, he provides something for us that we have been inconsistent with. And that is, you know, and that, that's everything from defense to offense we've, we've been inconsistent uh, on. Um, you know, I think if you look at Newport Harbor, um, you know, their player coming back is going to make their team better. It's going to add uh, offensive threat to their team. And so I think it's a very easy uh, placement into the lineup, you know, not really have to think about it too much. Yeah, I think, you know, at modern day, and I, I don't, I'm not speaking for Chris, of course, but if I had to put myself in his position, I would say, hey, you know, we're, we're playing really well the way we are right now. So trying to find those minutes, trying to find those situations, I think is a little bit more challenging for a team like modern day because they're, they're playing so well. Um, and when you throw someone into the mix, it, it, you never know what could happen. It could have a negative effect just as much as it could have an, a positive effect. So, you know, um, you know, that's why we practice 
every day. That's why we try different things. That's why we watch video and do all those types of things is to try to keep the chemistry and everybody's role very defined. And obviously Chris does a great job of that. But, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's sort of the world that we're living in right now with transfers going all over the place and moving uh, to become eligible right away. And, you know, uh, it, it is what it is, but I definitely think that the level of competition is going to be raised now that these guys and probably others uh, that we're not mentioning are going to become eligible. So um, looking forward to seeing how everybody's contributing and and that SNR sport, I think, is going to be a really good indication. The, the tournament is going to be a really good indication of where Newport is going to be and um, how they're going to end up. And I think whenever you're playing teams from up north and then some teams from down here, you know, there, there's not much to lose in this tournament, you know. I mean, it's not – the rankings and things like that aren't going to be that um, – in my opinion, it's not going to be that affected because you're playing – you're most likely going to play two teams from out of the area. So, um, you know, I think it's a good tournament to just try new things, and, and I think that's a good thing. Yes, it is. And that SNR Sport Cup is uh, going to be on Friday and Saturday in Irvine. It's going to be at the William Willett Junior Aquatic Center. Uh, they start Friday at 10 a.m. So they play uh, up until uh, pretty much a high school Friday Night Lights football game. Last game will be at uh, 6.35. And, Coach, let's just go over a couple of the, um, the teams in this. It's really a north-south kind of tournament. Yep. You have 16 teams, eight from the north, eight from the south, essentially. Um, you know, you have, uh, you know, Southern California teams are Coronado, Irvine, you have Foothill, Coach Jim Brum going for his 500th victory, might get that on uh, on Friday. You have Del Mar, Harvard-Westlake, the defending tournament champion, Newport Harbor, Low South, San Clemente, and Long Beach-Wilson. And on the northern, uh, northern uh, side, you have Clovis West, Davis, Chesuit, yeah, Miramonte from uh, Northern California, who I think you might have played this year or seen. Uh, Akalani's, Bellerman, and Sacred Heart Prep, who usually comes down here. Coach Brian Kutzkamp, former Orange County coach, does an outstanding job with that team out of Atherton. So, um, you know, Harvard's Westlake obviously undefeated, running on a pretty good winning streak. This did a great job taking out uh, Huntington Beach on Saturday. To, you know, I think it was 18-5. to five. But what? Uh, What's your thoughts on this tournament, Coach? Do you think anybody could emerge, uh, play Harvard tough? I mean, it could be a pretty interesting run for Harvard because they could see Cron Del Mar in the semis and then Foothill in the finals unless somebody else has a say and, uh, you know, uh, able to stop Foothill. Yeah, I mean, I do not think anyone's going to beat Harvard in this tournament. I think they're going to win the tournament by a large margin. Um, they're playing very well right now. And when I saw the score of Huntington Beach Harvard after the first quarter, I mean, I was watching the live stream after our Agora game, and uh, twelve to one or something like that after the first quarter, um, I was shocked. I mean, I, I I honestly couldn't believe it because I know how well Huntington played against them at um, in Santa Barbara, but um, you know, I think for for me, just glancing at the schedule in front of me, there's a uh, you know. 
one game that I think is definitely going to be the, the game of the first day is going to be Miramonte and Newport. Okay, Miramonte, we played them in Santa Barbara. They came, right. they came back and beat us. They have a lefty that is really good, uh, really good player. And they always, they always have big guys. I mean, they're just, they're just a big team size-wise, which, you know, could be a problem for Newport because they don't have a lot of big guys, you know. And so <clears throat> I would say that that's going to be, to me, that's going to be a one-goal game. And, you know, I'm sorry, Ross, you can, you know, slap me the next time he sees me. But I, I see Miramonte winning this game. Um, and then, you know, Bellarmine from up north is another team that I would definitely keep my eye on because they played great in the state championship tournament over the summer. And I know it's we're far removed from the summer, but they have some real talent on that team. And uh, uh, Colin Mello is their coach, former UCI guy, national team guy. Um, you know, he's doing a great job up there. Um, and I would say that they're probably going to get out of that first round, um, on Friday against San Clemente because they're, they're, they're really good. So, um, you know, I think that first game and that Bellarmine San Clemente game are going to be the, the games of the first round, um, with Miramonte winning that Newport game. And, you know, you want to see that Newport versus CDM game, but you know, I'm, they have a very, very tough road. Newport does to get there. Yeah, it would be. It's a tough seed. You know, Miramonte, then if they want, if Newport did win that first round, which I think they have a chance, but I agree that's going to be a tough first round game. But if Newport could win the first round and they play Coronado, who I believe um, already beat the Newport Harbor early in the season, yep. so that's going to be tough. And then that would be just to get them into the semis with, you know, probably Foothill. So who they got you know, uh, thumped by pretty good earlier at Foothill. But and if they drop that game, maybe they see Crowder Del Mar in the, in the third-place game. But we'll see. I know Newport's really energized after that battle of the day. And, uh, you know, last year Crowder Del Mar played pretty well against Harvard um, for maybe about three quarters or a first half or something. Um, that was the final, I believe, last year was Newport-Harvard against Crowder Del Mar. Yeah, it was. So, It'd have to be a semi-final this year, and I, I gotta believe probably what happened at the South Coast tournament really affected the seeds. Where that third-place game, you know, Foothill beat, you know, Crowdell Mar for third place at the South Coast tournament. Maybe that affected the seeds, and um, it shows you that some of these games are pretty big. Uh, you know, you might just think it's a third-place game, no big deal, but it also affects the SNR uh, seeding and uh, you know potential games down the road. The Championship at, at Willett's going to be at uh, 535 scheduled on Saturday night, and um, semifinals will be, uh, which are all, often the, some of the great teams to see, those will be 12-10 and 1-15, those semifinals, and then they'll start playing the 7th and 5th and 3rd place games. And um, and then that, that score you mentioned, Coach, with the, the Huntington Beach-Harvard-Westlake game, I think what we were thinking about was after three quarters, it was 12-1. to Oh, okay, okay. Um, and that was indeed uh, at least what we got reported to us: twelve to one after three quarters. I think it was four one. I think uh, I read right I, after the first quarter. Yeah, I, I definitely read it wrong, and and I I that's why when I when I read that I was shocked because I was watching the you know the the beginning of the stream and HB both teams were a little bit off um, in the beginning, but um, you know I, I mean e even. Even so, to to hold Huntington Beach to one goal 
after three quarters is is probably even more impressive <laughs> to be honest just because they have a lot of firepower and you you know they're going to get some some goals here and there but um yeah i mean harvard is just playing on a different level right now and um it's going to take some serious serious uh game planning um some guys playing out of their minds and a little bit of luck to beat that team this year well everybody's uh Definitely going to be giving it their, their all. I'm oh, sure. for sure. So, for sure. Absolutely. So, well, um, well, I want to thank uh, all the water polo fans that have uh, listened to this entire podcast as we've uh, covered a wide range of topics from a little review of the Battle of the Bay, some key league games to watch this week. We talked about some league formats that even uh, are going on in different leagues. We talked about some players coming back that from the eligibility situation and their eligible go and how they'll impact the rest of the season. Of course, we uh, wrapped it up uh, by talking about the SNR Sport Cup, one of the best tournaments of the season coming up this weekend, Friday, Saturday in Irvine. So, Coach, I know you got to get back to preparing for this uh, big game on Thursday, and uh, good luck, and uh, I will definitely look, look forward to seeing you out there. Thanks a lot, Dan. I appreciate it, and I will see you on the pool deck. All right, we will see you Thursday, and uh, good luck to all the teams in all the games this week in league and in the tournament. And uh, until next time, we will talk to you. And thanks again for joining us.